0: It's the Skinny Podcast, only on Local12.com. Now, here's Richard Skinner.
1: Welcome into this edition of the Skinny Podcast, brought to you by Joseph Infinity of Cincinnati. I'm Richard Skinner, Local12.com digital sports columnist and editor. Joined today on this Bengals edition by Jeff Hobson from Bengals.com and Jay Morrison from Cox Media and the Dayton Daily News. Fellas, let's talk a lot of free agency on this podcast because the free agency period is still underway, but it's it's kind of winding down to some degree. I'm not I'm not going to ask for a grade from either one of you, but but Jeff, I'll start with you. Um, how would you rate what the Bengals did? And, and we'll include the Cordy Glenn trade into it because it was part of what they did in free agency too.
2: Probably, uh, probably give him a solid B, I guess. If you um, you know, if you go by the needs they had coming into the week and the money and what they emerged with, right? You know. And not even really the money because they can deal with that down the road, which I think they will do after the draft. But if you take the money out of it, they needed a left tackle, you know, to line up. And apparently they needed another linebacker too because as we found out during the process, they're
1: not going to have perfect for uh, four games. I, still think, I yeah. still think they would have gone after a Preston Brown. Yeah, anyway. I do. I mean, but, it it obviously, more, yeah, but it makes it even yeah. more
2: important now. Yeah, no you know, question. I think – and it was – Key because when he comes back, he'll be able to play Will, right? Which is something they wanted to do. They wanted to keep him with Will, and I think they feel like they've got a better mentor now. So, I mean, I, I mean, it's a solid B. I don't, you know, they, I don't think they made any move that, you know, would really get him, uh You know, I think, I think they improved in everything that they did. You know, they got a, they got a quarterback who's pretty much got the same amount of experience as McCarron. So, but I think in the end, I, I think in the end, by the time the draft clears, we probably won't even know who Barkley is because they'll probably draft a kid.
1: He's pretty good. Yeah, and obviously it depends on Driscoll's injury and how he returns because they've obviously shown they're, they're high on him. Jay, the, the the one-year deal for Tyler Eifert I think made sense for both. I'm sure there was probably a, a thought for Tyler to look in the marketplace and, and if he could get something long-term, he'd be foolish not to, especially with his injury history. But it, it's not surprising that there probably were no long-term offers. And, and the fact that this is a fairly fairly heavily uh, uh, in, incentive-laden contract for him, I think it's a win for both.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That, that's all he was going to get anywhere right. was an incentive-laden deal. and. I, it seems like he wants to be here. There, you know, I think he even said that he had a chance to go to LA and gave the, them the Bengals the chance to match it. And you, I mean, you, you look at his history and you, you think it's probably a long shot that. That he can he can last a full season, but if he can, he changes this offense. And to, to get him, even if he hits every incentive in that contract, he's still a bargain on just a one year deal. Yeah,
1: no. If, as I say, if he hits every every incentive in this contract, it means you've done some good things offensively, and he has too. So that that's where the win factor comes into play.
2: I mean, I think he figured it out. You know, if he goes someplace else, doesn't know the system, doesn't know the quarterback, and he's just got one year to do this. You know, he's in a hole.
1: No question. So I think
2: he. Uh, you know, I think he figured uh, pretty clearly who they wanted, Eifert or Bodine. I mean, I know they're getting ripped for offering Bodine as much as they did, but they get off of that pretty quick, and when Eifert wanted uh, something done, he got you know, they got it
1: done. Got it done very and quickly. I mean, so yeah. I, I, I think it shows uh, which way they wanted to go all along. Yeah. Um, the, the Cordy Glenn trade, the Bengals are not a team that's done that often, if at all. I mean, they're just not a team that, that, that makes deals. Um, did it surprise you? I, they obviously needed – I'll start – you needed one I'll of mention. the – they obviously needed a plug and play left tackle, and and there may be one in the draft, and there may not be one in the draft. I think you know we thought that one year in Cedric Webb he was going to be a plug and play guy after the injury, and it never worked out that way. Did it surprise you they pulled this off? Because it had been talked about with Cordy Glenn maybe in the in the Bengals because of need and because the the Bills were shopping him.
0: It didn't surprise me at all, and it's kind of perfect for the way the Bengals look at it because they can get out of it after one right. year. If you get a kid in the draft, or if you sign someone free agent, you're, you're locked into that guy. For or a if few somehow years. the
1: magical bean goes off for Cedric Aboyehe and and he shows he can play and you throw him back in there, right? There's a lot of it gives you a lot of options and it gives you a plug and play guy right right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and you know who knows what what is going to be the case with Jake Fisher as well. I mean, he's I saw him in the the locker room the other day. Talking to Preston Brown, you hope he can come back from the hard issue, but even if he can, how, how well is he going to play? They they had to fill that spot. And, you know, yeah, ideally you maybe want to get a, a guy at number 12 and he's your guy for the next four or eight years, but that's been proven that's not a lock. They, right. they thought that's what they were getting with Obuehi, and they didn't. So I think this was the best way to go for them, just for all things. They, they, like you said, plug, plug and play, and then a guy that if, if it doesn't work – they get out of it without a lot of damage
1: Jeff what, what do they do at right tackle I mean obviously Fisher's if, if he's healthy will probably get the first crack away oh he's in the mix there's nothing that says you won't draft somebody at 21 or in yeah. the second round that you can move and he can start at right tackle it would be yeah. a luxury if that's the case but what, what do they do as we sit here today I think they hope like hell mclinchley's there
0: yeah
2: and if he and not there you know they're hoping that Hart can at least show a little bit of what he showed early, early in his New York tenure. That's, a, that, he, that's a that's a Marshall Newhouse like hope right before there. Before he ran before he well <laughs> I say before he ran a foul. Oh, well, that's uh, a good call. Before of, of the locker room, you know he's one of these guys who needs a fresh start. Let's see, yeah. we've had the Bengals have had a run of guys who you thought, my God, we shouldn't touch him. And you know I think about a guy like Cedric Benson who, pretty good. Yeah, glad look, glad look we got up. him. So I think they're hoping that Hart falls into that category. But if not. I mean, what do they do? I mean, if McGlutschley's the not there, you know, if Hart
1: doesn't pan out, if Jake, you
2: know, if Jake doesn't come back, there, there are a I lot mean, of
1: options. I mean, we're now down. You're, you're, as you go down that pecking right. order, there's a lot of. It's not so, like you have to suddenly go, boy, we got to hope that one guy right. pans out. I mean, I guess in a worst case scenario, you could move Clint Bowling to right tackle. He I played don't... left tackle and played it pretty decent the last yeah. couple of games. But we're talking about down the pecking order, Jay. I mean, it's not like suddenly, like last year, you were dead hoping that Jake Fisher could play right tackle and Cedric Boy could play yeah. left tackle, and yeah. you really didn't have another option, although Andre Smith Andre. did fill in and filled in pretty well. But you were really out of options at yeah. that stage. Well, yeah,
0: I, I, and that's yeah. why bowling was so big for him right. there at the end. But I as well as he played, you just don't want to do that. He's so much better at no guard. Doubt, no and, doubt. And they're and, better when he's at guard. Right. And I mean, if
2: he's not a right tackle. I mean, no, no, he's barely I, a left tackle. No, I'm just talking about you're yeah. talking about if, right. if we're
1: down to him being the fifth option, okay, right. then you are.
2: I think you got to put Obohi over right tackle. I mean, he was awful when he was over there. But I, there's people in the building who think Frank Pollock
1: can get something can more. Get out, something
2: out of Obohi. They think because of uh, his talent and what Pollock is going to have this line do – it's no longer going to be uh, uh, said uh, kick stepping all the way back to Kentucky uh, and on then, that and drop kick and then
1: getting pushed back. It's
2: going to be it's going to be use your athleticism, go get him. Maybe maybe right. He's a hell
1: of a better player than that. Yeah, maybe. Um, for for what what they've got up front, it, certainly what Cordy Glenn did is kind of slotted some things as well. Um the the two young guards played well at the end of the year. It gives you a chance now to see between Trey Hopkins and Christian Westerman and Alex Redmond who who pans out at, at, at the right guard spot. It it it's suddenly just the it feels like just the one move that they made to get the left tackle has shifted things across that offensive line, Jay, to where and we'll get to the center spot here in a second, to where it can it can at least be um not below average like it was last year.
0: Yeah, I think they were genuinely surprised with how well those two played absolutely remember it was a couple weeks before the end of the season and i asked marvin if if they knew what they had in in those guys or if if it was important to get them in and he 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 said i think we think we know what they are and they played much better i think than what they yeah i think i I, I think that
1: comment was we think we know what they are which is they're not very good and 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 they turned out to play very well they
0: did and and i know you said we get to the center but i mean When they drafted Westerman, that was always a possibility of him going to center. Yeah, I'm going to
1: get to that here in a second. Absolutely.
0: So, I I mean, that's – obviously i think they're going to go after a center in the draft pretty high but they, they've got that to fall back on I, I think they're encouraged by the way westerman played at guard that, that maybe he can fill in that spot as well
1: yeah they let they let russell bonine walk and, and probably rightfully so um based on money based on performance all of those things but you are stuck right now technically without a center they did draft Christian westerman and we were in the group that asked that day you know can he play center and that led to the the great uh, Russell Bodine witch hunt quotes from, uh, from Paul Alexander that day because I think, I think he thought that we all thought that you were drafting Christian Westerman to replace him, but I guess he's a candidate. T.J. Johnson, I guess, would be a candidate. But then it comes down to potentially drafting one. Uh, Billy Price is kind of the guy that, that people look at as a potential first-round guy, but there's an injury uh, issue with him that mm-hmm. took place. Doesn't say he's not going to be ready for training camp. Doesn't say he's not going to be ready for preseason. Doesn't say he's not going to be ready for the regular season. But if 21 comes along, Jeff, and, and I'm going to put you in the room, And McGlinchey and Billy Price are on the board. Where do they go?
2: I don't know where they go. I know where where do you go? go. Where does Jeff Hobson general? Where does where does veteran general manager (laughs) Jeff Hobson go? (laughs) You don't walk. You run with the CAD to take McGlinchey. Okay. Yeah, I would have taken McGlinchey at twelve. You cannot. These guys don't grow on trees. Uh, If if it's true what they're saying about McGlinchey, which is you can write him in and he's a ten year starter, well then you got to take him. I mean, I guess there are some there's a little bit of a downside, his strength, but people think he can overcome that. They're writing him in as that this is a 10-year guy. He's technically and fundamentally sound. you got to take him. I mean – it's a pretty strong center, you know. And that's the other draft. part
1: is, and then you start looking to to second round potential guys, um, James Daniels from Iowa, uh, Frank Ragnow who's probably lower than that. Mm-hmm. I've seen Martinez Rankin who's actually listed as an offensive lineman now project as a center in the NFL, and in some mocks, mm-hmm. him being a second round guy. Is it? Yeah. Is it? The point is though, Billy Price might be the best in this this group but the next group below Billy Price isn't awful to where you go, okay, we didn't get our guy in the first round, we got our tackle. We got a lot of choices come rounds two and three to get a guy with the thought of if he doesn't pan out immediately, we can we can maybe give a Westerman or a T.J. Johnson the first crack at center.
0: Yeah, and the other option is if they if they get there at 21 and McGlinchey's gone and all those centers are still on the board, maybe they trade back. Go backwards, again, right. right. And, and, you know, a few spots, know that they're going to get one of them. Um, I, I think – Tight end would be an option too if there were better tight ends in the draft. Uh, you, you got all three of those guys that are coming into their final year of the deal. You never know when that includes Eifert. Eifert. Because it's a one-year deal, yeah, right? Yeah. So uh, if there was a if there was a Gresham or Eifert type out there, I think that would be a target in in the first round. But there's really not one of those guys out there. So absent them, and then if you have your pick of centers. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him trade back down at 21 and, and get an extra pick somewhere in the mid-rounds.
1: Uh, a linebacker, at least the middle linebacker's portion, was addressed with Preston Brown, and, and Vontez Burfecht um, will hopefully be back after four games. We'll see and see how that works out. How high would you look at, at linebacker in this draft, Jeff? Because, let's face it, on this roster, Jordan Evans is not a, a first-down level linebacker. He's a nickel guy. Right. Um you know, Nick Vigil's been up and down, but he's at least projected as a starter, and he's started games in the league and had some level of productivity. But there's not a lot of depth right now and quality depth to that linebacker position for this team.
2: Uh, just, uh, just back on center, yeah. I, think, uh, I think you got to keep T- Trey Hopkins in there, too. Yeah, good point. I think, right. I, I right. think they feel like he can play, right. and, I, and I think that's why Hopkins, I think, kind of makes them think, well, we don't have to maybe uh, shoot our wide at 21. But Jay made a good point about a trade back. Remember, that's how – they got Zeitler, right? Because when they traded right. back, they could get either Zeitler or De Castro. Right. They ended up with Zeidler. Um, the linebacker, I think they feel they would feel opposite of you, skinny. I think they feel like they've got pretty good depth, and they they like their crew right there right now. Mm. Uh, even with Tez, uh, even with uh, Tez on the uh, on the uh, questionable list. On the questionable <laughs> list. Uh, I think they see. I think they see. You know, Evans is a good nickel guy. Uh, Vigil, solid player. Vinny, Ray, I think they see as a solid guy. Um, I think they feel like a lot of linebackers in this draft, on the last day of the draft, you can probably take care of those of what you're talking about. That uh, You know, because they probably need a guy. They do need a guy. I think they think they can get Oh, him I think they the need area.
1: at least a guy. It's a matter of what you think that guy can do, and yeah. you're
0: right where you, where you would take him. I think him. you get
2: him. I think they're thinking he's probably, you know, he's a Saturday guy. You know, okay. Starting from the fourth round on. Jay, agree or disagree?
0: I, I, they may take two. I, right. You, you – look at this year and I agree with Jeff they 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 probably feel that they're in better shape than maybe we think they are there but what there's four of those linebackers that this the final year of their deal I mean you you've always got to look down the line you've got to look at guys in in 1920 so I I wouldn't and they've got so many picks now that I wouldn't be surprised to see them take a couple guys but I I do think I agree with Jeff it it would be later in the draft it's not something they're going to target Thursday yeah. or Friday.
2: Yeah, I think I think they got. I think they ought to walk out of those first two days with at least three linemen on either side of the ball. It's a pretty deep draft out of linemen. out of four picks yeah. as we sit here today. Yeah. The two third rounds, the second I think round, should, first round. That, I mean, that's where I think they should go.
1: Yeah, not, I, I think that's that's not bad. But I also think you can get a linebacker in one of those with yeah. one of those four picks too. That could I don't know if you'd call him a plug yeah. and play guy, but I think he'd be a rotation guy pretty quickly because um, I. I just don't know how, how much can you trust Tez perfect at this stage and I'm not just talking about the 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 suspension or whether it gets knocked back a game or two whatever that becomes it just feels like whenever he steps on the field it's about two games in and another injury's knocking him back right. out right. As, you can't control that as a team but you certainly have to be a, have a contingency plan for that yeah. cuz you the, the the history shows the guy can't make it through it. Not yeah. even make it through a season. Can't make it through a half a season.
2: Yeah, he'll be interesting. I mean, uh, the guy from Alabama, Evans. I don't know if he you know, he he'd probably be there at twenty one, but I just don't see these guys going that uh,
1: going going that. You know, they've never really gone for a linebacker right. high.
2: You know, I mean, but uh, but
1: I, I I'm not here to tell you, you couldn't couldn't do it in the second round or with one of those two third round picks though, right?
0: Yeah. Right. But like, not only do they not go for him early, they sometimes they don't go for him in the draft at all. They love the undrafted right. guys, yeah. right? You look at, if yeah. any, and perfect, and yeah. Harding Nickerson got, got a little run, Bell. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, but I think
2: you're right, though. I do think they feel like they have to upgrade at that from the Nickersons and the Bells. That, yeah. You know, right. To, and rightfully got, so. Yeah, rightfully right, so. Right, right.
1: Um Defensive line wise, they they <laughs> at least feel like they've got a guy to put in a rotation with with Chris Baker. I know there were some issues with him in his last two teams from an effort perspective, but maybe grass is greener. All those things, but. Um, just from a rotational guy, it, it makes some sense to 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 go get a guy like that. You're going to probably have to find someone along the way uh, to fill that spot. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, I think it just the only reason it makes sense is because of those two guys he had in Washington, Hazlitt and uh, and Bernie. Right. You know, the D-line coach and his coordinator in Washington. I mean, or else it doesn't work. You know, these guys. He respects these guys. Yeah, and uh, they know what, how to push the button, whatever the button yeah. is for him. All yeah, those. I things. mean, it's. I mean, if it doesn't. I mean, it's a classic. If it works, it's great. If it doesn't, it doesn't cost you anything.
1: Does it tell you guys that they don't believe as much in Andrew Billings and Ryan Glasgow, or does it just say, listen, they're, they're, they've they always been big rotational guys, and it just gives you what you would think is a four-man rotation?
0: Yeah, I think some of the luster was off Andrew Billings last year. He he, he struggled at times when he, when he got in open space to make tackles. and But I don't I don't think – I don't think it was more of a replacement for him. I just think, like you said, they, they like the rotation. They they like to be deep in there. Um, I, you know, and it was Andrew's first year. I mean, who right. knows? He can get better. And and I think they were surprised with Glasgow. I think he played better than maybe they expected as a rookie. So I think it's just a matter of more is better. And yeah even without the relationship with Jacob Burney you got to think even if it was a guy that didn't come in it you're not going to have a problem with effort if, if Jacob Burney's your position no, coach.
1: No, no no question about that part and if you do then you won't be active on sunday for goodness sakes uh, the other end spot last year um I, I was a little surprised we didn't see more jordan willis um i, I think they f- they felt like what they have in lawson is just a pass rusher can can he be more than that uh, and could Jordan Willis maybe be your first down end before you start to put your sub-package stuff out? Because let's face it, Michael Johnson was eh, but he's not really. I mean, we're talking another year. You need a younger, better first down defensive end than Michael Johnson.
2: I think, uh, uh, yeah, I was surprised. First of all, I was surprised Willis didn't play 90% of the snaps that you just didn't put him in there. I thought Michael uh, really showed like he could, be, he could be Gilberry. He could be a Gilberry, a guy who had 7.5 when he wasn't playing when you when he was playing 38 40% of the snaps yeah, as opposed to the Paul majority Stillbury right he had 13 sacks right in two seasons now michael showed flashes of that when they moved him inside i think if you cut him down to 40% i think you will see a new guy i think you revive his career and plus you get you know i think willis looks like he's uh he's
1: is he your first down defensive end has to be yeah
2: has to be. I mean, a guy's terrific. Now, can Carl
1: game. evolve into that in your guys' opinion? I, you
2: know, I was interesting. I, somebody told me, no, I don't think so, but somebody's told me, if, if anything, they might stand him up more linebacker and blitz him. But I, I just I don't think he's uh, he's not built for it. Yeah. And
0: you and you don't know how he would hold up too if, if he would right. become in the Michael Johnson mode where he's he's wearing down if he's playing that many steps. and, and Michael's I mean, he's a problem inside with that, that length and, and like Yeah,
1: it's felt know. like they found a good role for him. I just don't think he's a first down end anymore. No. I just don't think that that's he's just not that guy anymore and they I don't never think really... Lawson is either though. No, I don't yeah. think he is either. I yeah. think yeah. Jordan Willis gets first first crack yeah. at that, right? Oh uh, yeah, no question. I but I don't think Lawson's a linebacker either. No, correct. Yeah. Well that experiment yeah. went very quickly yeah. and, and remember yeah. they, they they were very adamant yeah. in calling him a linebacker. Linebacker last training right. camp and, and into the so early preseason, they, they, and all of a sudden just, that went away. Well, the,
2: they were just looking to get another defensive lineman on their team. Yeah, exactly. That, that's all. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And, uh, and, and, I mean, um, uh, the thing with uh, – he, he did end up having to play linebacker because everybody was right. hurt. Right, right.
1: Right. But the reps weren't good there when no. he, when he well, was doing it, was, it was for, for sure. They struggled. Um, they obviously made a run this offseason at safety. They tried to make a run for Kurt Coleman. Um, don't blame them for not signing him. I don't think the, the money he ended up signing for would have been prudent for the Bengals to, to do that. I think it was good to make a run. You guys can certainly disagree with that if you'd like. Um, but do they still, in your all's mind, do they make a run? Because the safety market has not moved, really, other than Kurt Coleman. Do they make a run for a safety still in free agency? And what does that do to a George I. Loco or and or a Sean Williams? Um, I You know, I think they're obviously looking for somebody that can pick the
2: ball off, but they're not looking to spend a lot of money. You yeah, and I, 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 you know, I thought
1: Kirk Coleman was, a, was an interesting guy, right? Jay, I mean, I thought he was – but when the money he signed for with, with the Saints, I can't blame the Bengals for balking at that if that's where the price range got yeah, to. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and, I mean, they made a run at him, and they would have liked to have had him, but he is – on the downside of his career, correct, and you don't, you never know how Quickly different that, schemes, how much of it, because he he didn't have a lot of turnovers last year, the year before he. Oh, he had an interception last year, yeah. did he? Yeah. So I mean, it was it was worth feeling it out, but yeah, the the money they they were better served to to let him go. At that cost.
1: Dirk Derwin James is probably way off the board by the time the Bengals would pick at 21, but he was at least talked about in some mock drafts at, at, at 12, and it's funny, the sa- if you look at the safety crop, there's a couple of high-end guys, and then it drops off significantly after that. Do they have to make a move in free agency, or can you go into this season getting a late-round guy and going with the group you've got back there? Because you mentioned it, they're looking for guys to come up with turnovers, yeah. and look, George has always been a good, deep safety, although you can argue that he's declined a little bit, but he's never been a great Turnover machine. They lost that when they lost Reggie Nelson. That's Reggie right. was Reggie was that guy. Sean's not that guy. None of those guys are that guy back there. Right, right. So, so do they almost have to make a move still in free agency? It was interesting. I thought the move to Coleman
2: uh, kind of to me that augured that they were going to maybe change their philosophy a little bit with Austin in that because you know usually they've been playing these two safeties. Right. You know, they've been playing two safeties. That gave me the sense they were going to go to a tr- back to a true center fielder, uh, you know, and put Sean back in the box and. Uh, and but, he's built uh, for that. Yeah. Yeah, but but we'll will see. I mean, I know they like what George brings to the table. He's a smart guy. He runs it. He runs it back there. Uh, to me, if they make any move, now, it would probably be in the draft and not with right. one of the veterans.
1: Uh, Unless you got an absolute bargain basement deal, yeah, right?
2: Right, and which could, you know, who knows? That could be. You know, that could be. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I, you know, I think that, uh, you know. I think they probably, if they do make a major move, it would be, I think, in a draft. Yeah. And I think that's a possibility you're talking about with some of those guys that are there. That's an interesting, you know, there are going to be some interesting guys there. What do you think they do, Jay?
0: I mean, safety is not the only spot where they struggle with turnover. Nobody could get turnover well, last the, No, year, you, you, were,
1: you were very adamant yeah, about yeah, that yeah, with yeah. your whole uh, your whole streak yeah, yeah. Of, of not recovering a fumble, okay. which really did get quite interesting for a period. Of, they went I a mean, full season plus. NFL record, yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if, if – Austin comes in and has a more aggressive scheme, and and,
1: and he's and, talked about he wants more turtles. Right, yeah.
0: and, and so maybe that's not as glaring that that George isn't that kind of guy back there. Um, he did decline a little bit last year, but I, I don't I don't think this is signaling the end of his career by any means. It, guys have down years; he could always bounce back. Um, I, I don't I don't think it's something they would go after early in the draft. I, I, I do think they will address the position, but that's it, again it'll be like we talked earlier, it'll be, pro- like with linebackers, it might be right. something later in the draft. Right,
1: um, Your guy. I call him your guy, A.J. McCarron, because he's your guy, <laughs> Jeff. Um, you, got, you, you guys have one of the weirdest working relationships yeah, yeah. I think I've ever seen. North-South. The, the, the old <laughs> Northeasterner and the young Southerner. And for those that don't know, they you guys did. You had a great relationship. I mean, you talked about all kinds of things, just just shooting the bull Good with guy. him. Good guy. And, that, you know, yeah, I, he,
2: can, he can talk to anybody,
1: nope. which you talking to me,
2: and that's what makes him. No. And uh, I, I think
1: all of us, they. they that yeah. we, we enjoyed that's talking a plus to him. Correct. Did it? It didn't surprise me. I know there's a couple people that, that that told me, and I went on a radio show, and a guy was adamant with me that he's going to get paid more than Andy Dalton. I said, No, no, he's just yeah. not. He's going to hopefully get a place where he gets a chance to start. He'll make a little bit of money. He'll make certainly more money than he's making here. He'll get some guaranteed money, but he's not making. it. And this guy was, he was adamant with me, making more than Andy Dalton. Did it? Did it surprise you the way it shook out? That it was kind of that was like the last stand for him or the last place to go, which was Buffalo. Yeah. Just about every other place was filled up. I, I mean, I always thought he was going to be a bridge guy.
2: Coming out in this draft, he wasn't going to go someplace and be the man. For a period with, of time. With with these four guys right. sitting there. And and with Kirk Cousins on the market. I mean, it just wasn't going to happen. So uh, uh, I think what happened, happened. He just, he's a bridge guy now. Uh, although, maybe, but it's interesting to see how what we'll find out what Buffalo really feels about yeah, if they have trouble getting up to maybe they will just you know stay at twelve, take uh you know take the take t- take the pass rusher right at Davenport and not try to get up and uh, go with AJ for 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 you know for, well, at least for two for now. years for two years for, for <laughs> two years we'll see what see how they really feel but yeah I wasn't really you know I, the people at Dalton you know. They saw him, and I don't know, Jay, but the coaches saw Andy and AJ three years in a row every day in practice. Never did they – Never wavered. Never wavered. I mean, it was so –
0: yeah, that yeah. The, the fact that there was not a lot of film on him, he only had the, the 2015 season, and they, you know, the fans were adamant that AJ was better than Andy. But like you said, the coaches saw it every. We saw it in training camp. I mean, it was you, you never thought, oh, this guy should be the starter, correct? And and the, but but proved he could play, right? <laughs> yeah. But it, you know, the, like you said, the, the the coaches saw it every day in practice, and I think the other coaches and GMs around the league realize that that it's there's there's not some sort of bias there where they're they're. Keeping Andy at the starter because of the contract or because of anything else that that they truly believe that Andy was the better option and Andy hasn't been great the last couple of years so that that kind of reflects a little bit more negative on on AJ so I I think I wasn't surprised that I I didn't think he was going to be one of those first quarterbacks to go that where he was going to land a big deal like Jeff said he's going to be a bridge guy and. I, I don't know if Buffalo is a good spot for him or not. Like I said he's a southern guy. Yeah. he to be playing in that yeah. cold weather and yeah. 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 you know, surprise surprise
1: you didn't make a run for him
2: as opposed to trading for Tyrod yeah. Taylor. Well, yeah. I mean, he was traded for. He was going to give him a 2 and a 3, Right. you know? Uh that that did kind of surprise me. I mean, now I don't know if Hugh if that's the biggest smoke smoke screen ever or if Dorsey just, you know, Dorsey's obviously get more of a say than Hugh right. does and he and he didn't like McCarran. Uh so I, that's interesting that he didn't end up there. But he was going to be that guy anyway. I mean, correct. He was Hughes, a right, Hughes, perfect bridge guy right? for them. Hughes template. Hughes template is Kitna and Carson. Right. In oh3 uh,
1: So uh, you and know the template now for them is Tyrod Taylor and whoever they, they select.
2: Right. right. And it, it was interesting, Jay. I think too, is it kind of shows overall, maybe the you know maybe the Bengals know what they're doing when they're evaluating these guys. You know, they didn't go after Hill. You know, they didn't go. You know, they they were going to let AJ go. I mean. These guys barely really, you know, they didn't really didn't really weren't embracing Andre Smith coming back. No, correct. You know, and, and, and but Bodine and, a little bit. But when right, it got to a certain right. point, you know, see you later. A.J. barely get play. I mean, uh, you know, Bodine barely get play. I mean, uh, uh, Hill, I mean, one year, one year for a million. Right. Right. I mean, uh, somebody's got to tell me that how he gets one year for a million and Carlos Hyde gets three years for fifteen. <laughs> I mean, same guy. You, aren't no, they?
1: no, it's it, it's Jed Demusy who works here, uh, local twelve sports producer, yeah. anchor, reporter. He, he, he's, he's right. It's the Mike Glennon factor. It all takes takes one team. All it takes is one team to love you, yeah. and that's that's where you go,
0: right? I mean, yeah, I and guess, obviously, yeah.
1: some reason yeah. the Browns decided that's where we're going with this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you know.
2: So I think the it, it looks like the Bengals had it evaluated pretty pretty well.
0: And you, going back to what we were talking about when we first started with the free agency, we we focused on who they got. But you look at years past when they've lost key pieces, Whitworth and Zyler, right? last year, the, mm-hmm. the receivers, uh, Sanu and, and Marvin Jones, the year before. You don't feel like that happened this year. That, that, that No, A.J.
1: McCarran guy does. A.J. McCarron guy well, still does. Yeah. But you're right. But, no, everybody else, there's not one mm-hmm. guy. Bodine only because you don't have a complete answer for that as we sit here today. You have some yeah. – Potential yeah. pieces And you have some Hopes and some Possibilities and the Potential to draft But really No other than that yeah. There's nobody that You lost and you Went holy crap This past year yeah. Absolutely losing Witt yeah. and Zeit yeah. And I don't blame them for not paying Zeit at all right. I get right. that part of it Witt we can argue That part I do yeah. Blame them for that yeah. But but you lost two Huge pieces on your Offensive line that You showed you Didn't you weren't Ready to replace um, This year it doesn't Feel that way
0: Yeah it feels yeah. like They can overcome This They have Mint, some Already for and, Preston Brown Yeah and, and what they've done in free agents already, and what they're going to do in the draft, you, you got to figure center is going to be first or second round, or something really early there. And it, yeah, you don't you don't know what you have. He he may not be as good as Bodine, but you have. You, I mean, they're going to if you draft a guy that high, you're going to expect him to be better, right? Bo- and it, yeah, that's going to alleviate that loss. Yeah, um, how
1: high do they look at quarterback? And I'm not going first round by, by any stretch, and I'm not even probably thinking second round would you go as high as 3rd would it be more 4th 5th 6th this just to, to compete with Driscoll and, and, and Barkley or do you maybe not even go at all and go we're good we got Barkley we got Driscoll we got 3 we're good i could see him go either way
2: but i don't mean but i i i do think you know you get to the third round i think they start saying well this guy i do think they will start looking at value right and if there's a guy like white or something like that and they say you know, and, and he could be the, going by the second round too. Depending, yeah. he's gone up and down the right. board different times. But, but if there's yeah. a guy that say, "Wow, you know, we just didn't think he'd be here," I could see him taking that guy. You're talking about Mike White from Western right, Kentucky, right? Yeah, right, yeah. right, or the kid from Richmond, or something right. like that. Maybe who knows? I mean, maybe. But I don't see these. I mean, people are so starved for quarterbacks. It's hard to say what they're saying. There's ten quarter there's ten solid quarterbacks, right?
1: Yeah, I but that, that can go but that can go all the way down to the fourth yeah. round, too. I mean, right. when you talk solid, you can <laughs> so I think AJ McCare was a fifth round pick who's right. now gonna get a chance to be a starter. It it yeah. happens. And 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 they, and they but they took him there
2: because they had him rated in the third. So they didn't take him in the right. third. They didn't take him right. though. But so but I, I I do think it will be a question of value. And if they and right, if, the value, if there's a guy that you're looking in the right. fifth
1: round, same thing. If right. we got him early fourth, and he's still on the right. board, got to do it. Especially when you got the compensatory think, picks in that round. Too. Right, I
2: think that's what they. I I think that's what I think will happen, and I think that's what they'll end up doing. But I don't think that's a threat. To, that's not a threat to Andy. Yeah. No. How, how high do
1: you think they go? Uh,
0: yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be great value, like what Butch said with with third round great on McCarron, and they got him in the fifth. Because you've got the luxury of all those extra picks, right. so so maybe it's a guy that they have just a one round difference, or maybe a few picks yeah. difference. But I yeah, I, I would I don't think they're going into the draft saying we got to get a quarterback. But if there's a guy yeah, right. there on on Saturday again, I, I don't think it's a, a Thursday Friday thing. Right. But yeah. if there's a guy there on Saturday that intrigues them. And it can it, – because you, you don't know about Driscoll. he, it, he The injury and he just – Injuries, a, really. I mean, yeah. he did come back from the one and then he gets
1: the other. So, yeah, and we don't know to this stage how he how – he it's not his throwing arm, but it's no, – it's right. still, it's a broken arm, for goodness sakes. So, we'll see how that, that, that plays into it. But you're right. You go in – at least if Driscoll's healthy, there's three guys. So, it's not like you have to suddenly freak out. But, it uh, yeah, it comes down to the value portion of the program for
2: yeah. them. I, I, think, I think Jay's right. I think it will be a, a probably a Saturday – Saturday thing. Yeah. And uh I, I, I think uh like I said, whenever they they'll take a quarterback people are gonna people are gonna take it in the veins and it's not a it's just gonna be it's it's not gonna be running in Andy. It's gonna be, you know, maybe a uh I know they love Driscoll. I know they really like Driscoll. Yeah, criticism, they, they, and so. for those
1: that wonder, how can you say that? They, they, they kept him around on the 53, the year yeah. they got him from, from San Francisco. Yeah. They kept him last year um, on the 53 initially and then put him on injured reserve so they yeah. can keep him. I mean, they like him enough that and they he played have, pretty well, I thought, in the, in the preseason. I thought he did too. You know, yeah. enough, enough to, to say, stay healthy. Can, can he start 16 games? I don't know, but right. can you put him in for a game or two or three or four if your guy gets hurt? He showed he's got the potential to, to be able to do that. And they obviously think that too, as much yeah. as. They've kept him around, for goodness sakes. Mm -hmm. Um, One move that intrigued me is is Brandon LaFell. um, I'm not sure where he still fits if everybody's healthy and Tyler Boyd plays the way at least he started to show again at the end of last year where it looked like, all right, whatever issues he had's put behind him, he's back to healthy again, um, can be the guy maybe he was as a rookie, take that next step forward. They obviously kept him on the rosters through March 18th, so there are a million dollars towards him already. Are you surprised that he's still around and – could he be a casualty at some point? If um, I don't know, if they found even found something in the draft that they liked.
2: My sense is the coaches love him. Yeah. Uh, now I mean because I think if you take him away, what have the other guys done? Fair enough. And I think and I think that 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 the other guys other than
1: AJ Green, <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: yes, yeah, who's pretty good. Yes. And now I think He's that okay. frightens them, and I also think that's a little. I think that's a problem. I think these guys have to kind of unbutton their shirts a little bit with these young guys. You know, I mean Marvin Jones and and Sanu played, and they played right away. These guys, they've kind of, they really haven't had that. They really haven't had that shot. You know, uh, so I think they kind of, and I think they got to realize what they got in Boyd. You know, they they didn't play him. They, you know, they sat him down a lot. Well, and know? some of that,
1: some of that was him, right? S- but some of it was them too.
2: Some no, of them you're right. The coaches fair too. Enough, and I think, fair enough. And I think they have to. Uh, they got to get o- You know, they got to get around some. You know, they got to get, get over some things. You know. So I think at some point they got to commit to these young receivers. And it's tough because LaFell, LaFell's a great veteran. They love him. Beautiful, great guy for the room. And uh, But, uh, you know, at some point these young kids are going to have to play, I would think.
0: Yeah, and this team loves veterans, period. I mean, you, yeah. why is Michael Johnson still here? So right. I, I think that's the key. You know, I thought it was interesting um, what Duke said, Duke Tobin said at the Combine that they they think John Ross – Josh Malone are better than any receivers in this year's draft. Yep. So, I mean, they they and feel like they've got a full boat there at receiver.
1: And their best receiver besides Green the last two years has been Boyd. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I guess my point being, if you go in believing that, and I'm not saying that's wrong, because um, I, I think Josh Malone's got a, a ton of potential. You're talking Boyd, well, A.J. Green, Boyd, Malone, Ross. That's four for... Three. Where does because Brandon Fells not playing special teams, and again I'm not here to to, to crap on him because no, he's giving them some right. good good snaps and he's probably maximizes his, his ability. All those things he's available. He's yep. he's been pretty durable. I all, would think if all, those kids can play, if those kids have a good preseason,
2: then then the kids, he w- he
1: could be a casualty at that point.
2: At the, for, yeah, right before the end of right. This, right, right at the end of training camp. I right mean, at the end of the preseason. But you're right. You
1: you have to I mean, see it from Ross. I mean, we yeah, still. Exactly. It's great to think he's coming into this camp healthy, yeah. as opposed to last yeah. year where he never got fully healthy and then kept dinging himself up and did some things that, that ticked off the head coach. All yeah. those things. Yeah. Um. We still have we still haven't seen if this guy can even play, Jay. I mean, we everybody thinks he. We just haven't seen it.
0: Right, and that, that that's what training camp will be huge for him. Right. Even the, the this off season stuff will be big for him because Marvin always talked about that too. Is. What what he saw from from John in practice is he, he's got to be able to take a hit and get tackled everybody, you know, keep gloves. freaking out and right. thinking that he's going to be hurt. You don't hit him and that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, if he is able to contribute like they hope he will, that that's just that's another first round pick they have this year. It's the way that kind of was with Will Jackson last year. Right, right? He came back from injury year and just really gave him a big lift in that second year. But. It, who knows? I mean, he, he's. It's not. It's not like this was a one-time thing with him. He has an injury history, kind of like uh, Eifert. You exactly. Cross your fingers and right. hope. Exactly. I mean, I think
2: that's. But that's what they're banking on. They're banking on for Will Jackson too, and uh, you know. Uh, uh, for, uh, uh, for, I
1: think that's a safe bank. Uh, I. I, I think no, they're, he, no, they're, they're banking on him oh, coming back. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and being like and, and yeah, and hopefully. Yeah. I was just to yeah. has he
2: he has a year like Will had did last year, even though he, even though he didn't, uh, you know, play as a rookie. Right. Right. You know?
1: Right. Um, speaking of corners, Adam Jones w- was let go. That didn't surprise a lot of people. He's not found a market to be all that kind to him. Um, I know he talked to you. I think you're the one that talked to him, Jeff, about he m- wants to come back. Um, do you, would, would you foresee that taking place? Obviously, the price would have to be yeah. to be very right. But could you see it now coming, especially when the deeper we get into this and the more teams have bypassed him and the market's kind of bypassed him or bypassing him, that maybe the price does does become right? I mean, I uh, it's going to
2: be a pretty low price, I think. You know, because let's face, let's face it, the Bengals are over what they budgeted right. for free agency. So I'm I'm not sure he's even in the two and a half mil range right now. You know, so I don't know, I don't know what's going to be right for him. You know, I obviously he still wants to play. He's still got a passion to play, and he still loves his place. You know, so uh, you know I think he wants to come back, but you know I I, I think it still has to play out a little bit. Sure, but, uh, but it is. Uh, you know, I, I thought, mean, it feels like
1: free agency's over, right? And it's it's not said, even because right. because no, all not. the frenzy comes so fast, you know? and we're still only what eight days into this. For goodness, I'm sakes. still waiting
2: for Paulie Gunther to offer him something out there. So we'll, you know, we'll see what I mean. He has. You talk about a guy who doesn't have any corners. Correct. I mean, he doesn't. Uh, he's got nothing. So uh, I, I would expect they may. You know, they got to get. Yeah, he lost things. one to Cleveland, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and he wasn't even right. A, he, a key. He, he yeah. wasn't even a player. You know, they yeah. got they got one guy
1: and uh yeah, the they, did a lot, they, they did do a lot to help the offense <laughs> or at least no. they think they did a lot to help the offense right. no
0: right. Did, didn't
2: address the defense no right. right so i mean you know i think that uh you know we'll see what happens in oakland uh yeah where that's,
0: where that's we, a good that's
1: a good that's a good call yeah. what do you think about the,
0: the other dynamic that adam brings that you forget about is what he can do in special teams yeah. because really if, Alex Erickson's a solid returner, but he's not dynamic. He's not, dynamic. Like he's not Adam. dynamic, right. And if, if Adam is
1: is playing less snaps at corner then you can put him back there a every great single time.
2: What well, I couldn't and I keep getting asked there in this, but I mean why didn't he play more why didn't he play him more at returner? Because he had one call back and he had a forty and he only had six returns. Right. I mean right. geez he looked good.
1: Yeah, no, and I think that's the. I think right now, I mean, he if he comes back here is a fourth corner at best. Because um, you're a not playing. You're, pay, you're, you're, yeah, you're paying Dre. You, yeah, Dre's probably playing better at this stage of his career, and that's not saying a lot. Quez did a pretty decent job in the slot, and obviously Will's getting to the to the uh, Pro Bowl level stage uh, very quickly. So he's a fourth corner at best, which makes him then the guy that you do put back there to return punts and kicks.
0: Yeah, because when he does get on the field, he's probably be in the slot, right? And he's not going to be running deep. Patterns on third down, he, he's going to have the juice to go back there and return punts. Now, the kickoff's kind of a weird animal because there's right. just not a lot of kickoff returns. But right. he's a guy that will take it eight or nine deep. And if he sees he can make a play there and he's proved he can But he can is
1: dynamic it. as a punt returner. He, he won't even it. wait for the coach to put him on the field. For, yeah. <laughs> That's a good the one point. Against, the one
2: against Carolina in that 37-37 yep. thing, he was – he was so mad, he just walked out there. Said, uh, I'm going.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, when he uh, thought the defense had held. Yep, it's my turn. It's my turn. A um, couple things looking down the road, Jay mentioned, um, and, the, and the Bengals did this. It, when people look at the at the salary cap money, and Spot Rack does a great job with it over the cap. They all do great jobs with it. Um, they see a hard number, and they saw 28-point-whatever mil that went to 33 mil uh, with the Adam Jones uh, release and all those things. But the Bengals do have some money that they have set aside, and rightfully so, um, for future free agents. You mentioned there's a bunch of them coming up. Two of the big ones, obviously, Geno Atkins and Carlos Dunlap. Jeff, do you think extensions get done with them pretty quickly, or could this be protracted? And and it is a good thing they set some money aside, and they're very good at doing that um, because— you, I don't think fans. Everybody looks at the seasons in vacuums of what can you do for this year. Why aren't you spending the money this year? Well, if you spend it all this year, you ain't got none for the next years down the road for these guys. that are gonna be free agents.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think they'll. If it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen right before the season.
1: Right, and they're and no. that's usually when they've been done. That's their yeah. MO.
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I don't know. You think that it's gonna be hard to do two of them?
0: Yeah, I, I think Gino's the guy. I, I, I don't. I, I think he would be the the primary target ahead of Carlos. Right. Um, but, but have they set it
1: aside enough for both?
0: Probably not. Yeah.
1: And then Eifert, obviously, if he has a great season, and and uh, you have to find a way to get him back. If he has a great year, he now will go on the market and command a multi-year, multi-million-dollar contract. Understandably so.
0: And maybe they don't match then. maybe yeah, Right. If, right. If, if it's, right. If it's not at the price liking like this year was with the incentives and right. everything, I, I think it's a it's a win win for both teams. He has a great year. He he gets a big contract. I do think it would be elsewhere though if. If he has a huge year, especially depending on what they do in the draft, if they do get a, a tight end pretty early, yeah, I and mean, I think they
2: got to, um, you know, they, they might have to use the franchise tag at some point, Carlos or Eifert, right? But that's that's a big number,
1: though. Yeah, it is. No, I mean, co- no I, question. They
2: love to get. love to get. Love to get, love to get Carlos back too somehow, and that's a, it's a uh, you know he's a uh, he's a legitimate playman. I mean, he's a legitimate guy that will yeah. change a game. But
1: for but him. Gino is number one without no fail. question. Yeah, without no fail. question.
2: But it's hard. It's hard to. Boy, it's hard to lose – you know, they'd be be hard-pressed to replace Carlos.
1: Yeah. I mean, you'd have to then very much go into probably next year's draft looking at that position very, very highly, for goodness sakes. No
2: question. You'd have to – I mean, and those guys – I mean, you know, you only get those guys in the top five.
1: Correct. Correct. And the only
2: reason Carlos was there because he had an off-field because he fell asleep at a traffic light. Right. That's the only reason he was there. (laughs) Oh, right.
0: And Pro Football Focus just had the the tweet the other day where Carlos has the most quarterback hits in the NFL since I think it was thirteen. So, I mean, he 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 didn't have as many sacks, yeah, last year. yeah, it's
1: funny it was he he was not as good this past year, not as dynamic, but he still is a very consistent player, and it's besides the quarterback hits, I mean, he gets his hands on a bunch of balls, I mean, he, he
0: tackles the ball from behind, right with that tomahawk forces a lot of fumbles, they never recover him, but he forces. Them. <laughs> No, that's true. They don't.
1: <laughs> he at least gets the FFs. They get no FRs out of that, for goodness sakes.
2: Where does season go if he doesn't make that play against Indy?
0: No question. I mean,
1: oh, at that's, least that's, it, it kept him alive and ticking for a period of time. And, and, it, and all, it goes way south very quickly. Very quickly. Yeah, uh, no question. Maybe we don't get to Minnesota. Maybe we don't. That, that's a good point, and the and the, and the debacle that was. Um, all right, fellas, lastly, uh, we got a chance to talk with Preston Brown, who uh, who did sign here, a local guy from Northwest High School, played at Louisville. But uh, uh, it sounds like a guy that, that the market wasn't as hot for him as maybe I thought it was going to be. I didn't think it was going to be hot for him, but certainly not that you could get him in a one-year deal with maybe even a hometown discount. But a guy that genuinely seems like he's – really excited to be playing for the Bengals because it's the team he grew up loving.
0: Yeah, you could tell that yesterday when he was in town. I think the market, it's more a reflection of the position right. as opposed to – Because it is – for a
1: lot of teams, it is a one-down position. Yeah. It is get off the field and unless Now, Preston bristles at the fact that people don't think he can play pass coverage, um, but right or wrong, that I mean, the middle linebacker in a 4-3 defense is basically a one-down guy. I mean, that's what he is anymore in this league. And you're right, you're not overpaying for a one-down guy. Now, hes he's played – Obviously, more snaps than that. He's played the majority of snaps the last few years for Buffalo, but that's probably what he is: as a one-down guy.
0: Yeah, and, and he was he rattled him off yesterday. He, mm-hmm. he knew the history, yeah. you know, Dansby, Mentor, uh, AJ Hawk, all these guys they bring in for one, and they bring him in for one year. But he he he's intent. He wants to be here longer than that. He signed the one-year right. deal, but he said he wants to be a staple of this defense. And and you gotta you got you can feel the excitement of him being here. I mean, he wore. When he, on his signing day, he wore a Cincinnati shirt. Right. He, he wore a Cincinnati red shirt yesterday, and he he just, you know, a lot of times guys kind of downplay that that whole hometown angle, but he really embraced no, there's, it. No, and his he's, family, he's, he's, yeah, family was there. Yeah, family loved it. His yeah. sister and his mom and dad were with him yesterday. Just—it wasn't even an official press conference. It was just kind of an introductory right. thing to the media, and you—you um, you can tell he's really excited about this.
2: I think they think he can play nickel. I mean, uh, Haslett loves the guy. Yeah, and, and he was—he
1: was very when I talked about. It, he was very adamant that look, I—I I was the. He goes, I was the. He goes, you may not know this. I was the dime linebacker, so which yeah. means he was the one linebacker when they went to six defensive backs. Yeah.
2: So I mean, I think now, you know, Evans and Burford are right. probably the guys. Right. But I, I, I do think you'll see he'll—he'll he'll play a lot of snaps, and I wouldn't be surprised to see like on December fifth a little announcement that he's quietly signed an extension. I wouldn't be surprised to see right. that either. Right. No, I think it was a good addition. I think it's you know. Oh no question. I certainly mean, product,
1: product, productivity wise, how many all guys those do things.
2: Have show up and say, "Hey, I want to play here." Right, right. I mean, I, and, and, and there's no
1: question that Dansby and Hawk and even Minter to some degree felt like we just need a guy, all right? And I think Preston Brown's a little bit more than just yeah, a guy.
2: Exactly, and I think from what I think they love his leadership uh, skills too. And let's face it, that's taken a little bit of a hit. Sure. The last couple of years, and. Um, and uh, there's something else I was going to say, skinny, but I just can't. Uh, well, I know you about the Well, up. no, no, Minter
1: Mid- was. I, I, I mean, Minter was a was a, on paper it was a good sign. It just didn't work itself out. I mean, you know, he just wasn't a great run stopper. He got hurt and it just. Ne- it, I get that signing. You know, the Hawk and Dansby ones we can go eh, but they needed a guy. This feels like more like, yeah, we needed a guy, but we got a guy who's shown and he can make plays and he's still young enough to continue to do it.
0: Right. I mean, twenty five. Yeah, twenty five. And the league and tackles last year. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, like you, Jeff said, to, to see an extension at some point and keep him here longer than just the one year. And, I mean, who knows? You've got Vinny that's up for – Extension or up his contracts right. up after this year, and you don't know with, with Von Tez. There's just so many questions at linebacker, and he just seems like a guy that can really kind of solidify that position for him. And yeah, they need that. There's no question they need that.
2: Maybe uh, geez, that now you got me thinking, Skinny. Maybe they, maybe they will take a linebacker on Friday.
0: See?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. See? Maybe. <laughs> Jeff, you got any final thoughts? I always give guys a chance for final thoughts on anything, life or anything else. Golf?
2: Go, no, no, no golf exists. I did make the move, though, to legendary.
1: So you're not playing for those of know it was it was, a, it was it was a daily yeah daily at uh, at Lendale, sold every every morning. I know that. I, it's,
2: I, it's in uh, it's in kind of and we don't know So in, you're
1: now playing Legendary Run.
2: Have to had to make a move.
1: Boy, that's gonna eat you up. It's had to make a move. Playing from the forward tees.
2: Well, I think my uh, uh, it will be it will not be good for the. I used to feel so good after playing Lindale for nine, quick nine.
1: Yeah, get could shoot you a 42. Quick
2: 42? Yeah. I'm going to come in and that's going to be a 51, 50. It's
1: going to be a 53. 50. <laughs> be a 53. It'll, it'll eat you up for sure. Uh, Jay, you got any final thoughts, anything we missed?
0: Yeah, I got a question for you guys. Yes. I was watching the the UC and Xavier meltdowns on Sunday. I was trying to think. You, you watch Karam Cantor take a three-pointer with the season on the line. What would be the Bengals' equivalent? Week 17, down four, fourth and goal from the five. I'm thinking like a, a Tyler Eifert jet sweep or maybe a Ryan Hewitt fullback dive. What what would be the equivalent to? No, this would be this. It would be a Jake Fisher
1: tackle-eligible pass play, and he <laughs> drops it. That's what that would be. Huh? Is yeah, that so close? If it
0: was, be best if they were playing Cleveland and that was against Hugh. Or
1: we, we see this occasionally. We see this in camp. It's the Kevin Huber, the end, of, the end of the day, where he gets up and does the fake field goal when he's actually pretty good at throwing it. And he's left-handed. No and one he's one left-handed. No one expects it. It's that play as well that they decide, look. It's a long field goal. We're gonna we're gonna really mess with them. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead. And Kevin throw the ball and Kevin throws the ball and throws it in completion. Those would be close, right? <laughs> right. Okay. You got one.
2: That's pretty good. I don't know. I was I was gonna say say it would have been a you know uh, maybe they've done it before Sh- uh, shovel uh, pass. Uh, <laughs> Fancy the shovel pass. Oh no, yeah, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. I thought um, I was thinking. Um, Jay made a good point about how how can that kid take that. That shot, you know, yeah, it's a good shot. It's the guy, I mean, wide open, he's
1: wide open. He's made him, uh, and, and Jake Fisher's caught him, <laughs> right? And he's and caught one, and that's the thing. I still use that photo all the time of him cradling a football. Mm-hmm. He caught one, he was a great tight end in high school, 30, 30 yards against the Chargers or whatever the heck it was. He's caught one, yeah. I mean, he, used to, he used to throw him to Anthony Munoz back in the day.
2: Anthony had go back and look, did he have like five Four or five touchdowns? Four I think, five, five yeah, touchdown catches. yeah. Witt had one. Witt did it again in Pittsburgh. That's right.
1: So, may, maybe. There's, there's your play. We'll, we'll wait to see that happen, boys. Well, listen, I appreciate it, fellas. Appreciate you coming in. Got a lot of ground covered there. Uh, skinny. Sorry I was uh, sorry I was late. Yeah, but sorry, nobody knows started. that on a podcast. Butch, that's the beauty of a podcast. You can show up late, we do this, and they never know the difference. <laughs> that's uh, my style. It's exactly your <laughs> style. That's Jeff Hobson, the great Butch Hopson uh, from Bengals.com. Jay Morrison from Cox Media and the Date Daily News. Thanks for being with us. This has been the Skinny Podcast, the Bengals edition, brought to you by Joseph Infinity of Cincinnati.